Welcome to Jesus for Real Life, and I am excited to have Pastor Julia Youngblood in the uh, studio with me today. As always, she's probably one of my favorite guests because I know that I can just turn the microphone over to her, and we're going to have a good time and hopefully entertain you and give you some information and um, just have a good time. So welcome. Thank you, Cindy. It's always a joy to be here, and uh, thank you for inviting me back. Well, so, good, good. So yeah. why don't you go ahead and open us in prayer? Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you have given mm-hmm. us. And yes. Lord, we just asked that you would be in this broadcast today, Father, that we would have the words that you would want us to share uh, with who the listeners that are out there, the women, and there might be even a few men that mm-hmm. listen. And Father, we just pray that you will lead and guide and direct us to say what you'd have us to say today. And we pray for those that may be listening today that you will encourage encourage them, strengthen them, and help them with whatever they're facing in their lives. And we give you glory, honor, and praise in your precious holy name. Amen. Amen. So I was Googling, this is so funny, I was Googling, you know, what are we going to talk about? And so I went into uh, Dr. Google, and I put in what do Christian women want to know? And the scary thing was that about the first six or eight topics that came up had to do with dating. And um, I'm pretty sure that that is not the topic of conversation for most Christian women. So um, I'm glad that we got down past that. But I got down to an article from, um, it's from beautiful Christian life. And it had some really great points on it. So that is kind of what we are going to talk about and expand on. So the first one, and I think this is probably, you know, I love the order that they put them in, because it did put God first. And the first one is to love, believe and respect the Lord. And the scripture reference for that one is Proverbs 31 verses 30 and 31. And it says, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. And that's just, you know, let's just talk about that. Because, you know, I think that is important that, you know, that first and foremost, that we love God. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, that has to be first. If you're going to really live the... Uh, above and beyond blessed life of God that he has for you, you know, God has got to be first. And I remember when Mike and I, my husband and I uh, were dating, uh, I remember us talking about that. I said, you know, you're always going to be second place. And and I, and he says, well, that's the same thing with you, Julia. We always made God first in our lives. And so when we came together and started our marriage, you know, we always said that God has got to be in the center of our marriage. He's got to come first. We've got to put him him first and then everything else is going to work out and you know I'm always quoting that scripture Matthew 6 33 where it talks about seek ye first mm-hmm. the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you so I believe that I would attribute the success of our marriage uh, we will be married 33 years in October awesome. that's marriage and ministry mm-hmm. thank you um, but you know I can't say that it's what I've done right or what Mike has done right. Um, I th- I feel like that we've given things our best uh, in the good times and the bad times because we're not perfect, we're human. But putting God first and seeking Him about everything that we wanted to do in our lives is that's been really the staple and the foundation of our marriage that's helped been the glue to mm-hmm. hold us together, loving Him, honoring Him, respecting Him. And, um, you know, like I said, there's been times that maybe we made decisions in haste. You know, mm-hmm. the, the old saying that says, 
ace makes waste. Ace makes waste, yes. Um, I feel like that, you know, the times that we made quick decisions and didn't stop and pray about it, mm-hmm. uh, we found out that those were not our best decisions Absolutely. that we made. That you and, were not in agreement. Yes. But when we both went to God and prayed about it, the Lord would speak to Mike, the Lord would speak to me, and then we'd come back together and we'd say, okay, what did the Lord tell you? And I was like, wow, he told me the same thing, you know? And so we knew that we were following him instead of our our selfish desires and wishes. Sure. And it has to be difficult for you two as pastors. Mm -hmm. You live in a glass house. Mm -hmm. And I think people expect you to be perfect. Right. And to not ever make a, you know, not ever do anything wrong or make Mm -hmm. a bad, you know, have a a mistake in your life or anything. Mm -hmm. And so that's got to be... I can't imagine for 33 years living, you know, like right. I say, in a glass house. I right. mean, it's got to be difficult. Mm-hmm. It is at times. And, and I will say, I think somewhere along the way in the marriage, in the ministry, um, I realized that, you know, I'm not perfect and I don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I told this story, I think it was a few broadcasts ago when you asked me to come on last time. And we were talking about our true identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I had alluded to that about someone had told me that I needed to be a gap filler. I needed to be able to do everything mm. in ministry when I started, you know, pastoring a church with Mike and in our marriage when we just from You guys were one. young. Yeah. Yes. And um, and so I, I was... I was 18 years old. I was almost 19 years old. I married right out of high school. And so, um, you know, even though my mother, she had a way of doing things and she made it look so easy and perfect and all that kind of stuff, like she was this perfect person, you know, I had to find what worked for me. Sure. Because I was going from a PK, preacher's kid, to a pastor's wife. And when I had that advice come from somebody that, oh, you've got to be able to do everything. Yes, you're versatile and you learn to do many things and and be good at many things. But I also learned that, you know, and I wished I had known that and learned that the first year of marriage and ministry, but it didn't come then. It came later that I realized, hey, I don't have to be perfect, that if I'm weak in a point, I'll just staff my weakness and let somebody else do it instead of me doing it, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and and it's part of delegation. And I think delegation comes with being a good leader. Uh, you realize, and I think it's wisdom that says, I don't have to know everything. I don't have to be perfect. None of us are perfect. Jesus Christ is the only one that was perfect. But when you find what you're good at, you find your niche, you know, what is my forte? And that's kind of funny. It's a little pun there, you know, no pun intended, but forte, you know, is actually in music and Mm -hmm. And uh, strength. Yeah. Yeah. Strong. And, and so, so forte, you know, I found music was my strength. And then I found out, you know, certain areas of ministry was for me. But you find people that are good at those things. Let them do it. Mm -hmm. Let them grow. Let them excel. And, you know, voila, there it is. And so and you're going to live your best life. You know, I remember one time, you know, I used to go to church and I was like, oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do this, do that. And then one day it was like. Hey, so what if the microphone's not loud enough or the microphone's too loud? Mm-hmm. Because being in music, you know, you want everything just right, sure. you know, as a perform coming from a performance background. But I'll never forget one of the um, well, a sound man told me told me. He says, "You know what?" He said, "You don't get uptight about those things like you used to." I said, "You know, somewhere along the way, I was like, hey, we're coming in here, we're going to have some fun, and we're, we're going to sing, we're going to worship the Lord. We're not here for just performance, uh, you know, per se. We want to be." 
our best. We want to put our best foot forward and do things with excellence. But you know what? We give it to God and we say, here it is, Lord, make it something beautiful. Just like when an artist, I don't know if you like to draw. I love to draw, love to paint and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's my dream in the future. One day when I retire, if I ever do, um, I want to have this room. It's kind of like the story of the notebook. You've seen Mm -hmm. the movie, the notebook, you know, having those, all of those beautiful, you know, um, canvases that you can paint and everything. But it's like you go to draw this, and it's like with our life. Our life is like an artist painting the picture. You say, Lord, here it is. Create a beautiful picture, a beautiful canvas. You know, when I'm going out to do something for God, I was like, create a masterpiece out of this, Lord. Take a mess and make a message. Mm -hmm. Take a mess and make a masterpiece. And I think when we realize that it takes the pressure off of us, we can live a fun, joyful, happy life. There's joy in the strength of Jesus. You know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So Absolutely. I'm going to quit yacking on. No, but I no, I love. But when know. I realize that God Give him your best, do your best, and he'll do the rest. And he'll bless yeah. it and he'll take mm-hmm. it. And, you know, I have I have seen that in working with you in the music mm-hmm. um, department of the last couple of years is, you know, you don't freak out if we hit a wrong note. No, you know, it's not um, the end of the world. None of us are professional musicians. (laughs) We're not professional singers, not at least the ones that I'm, you know, that I know that are that are on our praise team. And we give it our best. That's all you can do. And you bring out the best in us. But it is, you know, again, it's not these are not people that have paid $100 to come hear a performance and expect each note to be perfect. (laughs) We are there to worship the Lord and just, you know, and 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 love on him. Right. You know, and, and receive. So the next thing, on the list was to support the gospel work of the church. And I think we've talked about that, you know, in in dealing with number one, we've kind of talked about number two. And the scripture reference here was uh, Romans 16, um, chapter 16, verses one or two, one and two. And it says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church at hard word to pronounce. Okay, so we'll let you guys look that one up because it looks like Sensure, but I can't say I've seen that one before. Um, that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and help her in whatever she may need from you, for she has been a patron of many and a, um, many and of myself as well. And so that is, you know, so many times women are are relegated to a a position in the church that is not out front. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, you know, and there's different religions that, and and we're not here, I know you, and you know, I know that I speak for you on this, is we are not here to put down anything or to judge mm-hmm. anybody's religion, but there are a lot of religions out there that don't give women a position of power or even of speaking right. in the church. Right. And we just, you know, that is not my belief. I don't mm-hmm. think it's yours either, but I think women have um, a lot, a big role in mm-hmm. supporting the church. Right. I do too. Um, you know, since I was a child, I can remember and, um, you know, we do esteem our men because um, especially Christian men that are the head of their households and uh, they live a godly life. But um, so I'm not trying to lead something here, women's rights. Okay. No, not <laughs> but, at all. Um, no. But I will say that um, I'm, I'm very thankful uh, to my husband, Pastor Mike Youngblood of our church, Harvest Fellowship Church in Young Harris, uh, because we've always created a platform for women and um, so to speak because if when I look back when I was a child I started to say this a minute ago when I was a child 
I remember prayer meetings. I remember um, even in the kitchen preparing meals, everything. There were a lot of women and a few men. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you take the women out of the church, then you're going to lose a lot of your workers. You know, I feel like if they're good enough to teach a Sunday school class or they're good enough to teach children's church or mop or vacuum the floors, Mm -hmm. uh, wash dishes, cook meals, I think they're good enough um, to stand behind a platform, you know, on a platform or stand behind a pulpit and be able to share some scripture if they're living a godly life and um, and their life you know exemplifies um, the Bible in that in that Christian walk and you and think that's about important. It, God chose Mary a woman to bring forth the Son of God mm-hmm. and uh, and we talk also about you know women were first at the tomb yes you know um, to realize that Jesus had risen he was no longer there and we just came through Easter and talked about that I'm sure many have and so women play a very important role throughout the Bible we could name numerous numerous women throughout the Bible um, but I do believe that it's important to give women a platform and we're not trying to step on any toes of any denomination so to speak we're all um, part of the body of Christ we're all children of God so we uh, we don't want to do anything like that but I would say at our church we do feel like that it's important to involve the man woman boy and girl everybody in the of the ministry mm-hmm. and another thing you know while we're talking here um, I don't think that we need to despise the Bible says despise not thy youth um, because I know that young people a lot of times if they're if there's a calling of God at a young age on a young person they may have a dream or a vision that God has visited them they've had a, a an encounter with the Holy Spirit and um, and God has been working with their hearts that they may be talented in in you know in ministry music whatever and I feel like that if we stifle that because the mm-hmm. word of God says train up a child uh, when he's young and when he's old he'll not depart from it so if the pa- if the children see mom and dad participating in ministry like I did mm-hmm. um, I think that that helps um, lift those young people up because my parents led me to the cross. They put such a desire and a hunger in me. They didn't force me to do things, but they put such, their lifestyles were so, um, awesome that you know they were they were human they did they weren't perfect people my mom and dad were ministers of the gospel and led you know pastor churches but they led a life that led me to want to mm. participate right and so they let me participate at a young as a young age and my brothers and my sister and so that was what kept me in church participating being a doer because you know and i encourage people in visiting a church now don't find it you know, find a church that you can get involved in because if you're a participator rather than a spectator, mm-hmm. then and you find your niche in that church, then you're going to um, be a blessing in that church, and you're going to stay, and, and you're, you're going to be grow, blessed, and you're going to grow. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's kind of like I saw a. a, a 
a phrase or a, a saying one time it was on in a picture it says uh, bloom where you're planted yes and so I think it's very important that you don't just attend churches and you're like a tumbleweed that just you know a tumbleweed blows from here to there sure, yeah. you've seen it on these western you know mm-hmm. shows or whatever how it just blows don't be like that and you know uh, you know I know you might be say okay I'm a Christian I attend church but I think it's important that you get a root system that you get planted and that you bloom and you grow where you are and when you participate in the mom the dad the boys the girls you know they're seeing each other and they're all coming together and I like that on Wednesday nights it's family night mm-hmm. Wednesday nights are family night and you know for us at our church meal, yes, yeah, at yes. our church we prepare a meal then we have a Bible study and then we have the choir practice and everything but we're wanting to incorporate everyone so nobody feels left out and I think that's important because if we say that the man has a voice but the woman and the children don't have a place they can't speak up then I think that that's um, stifling their growth right and And if you know if a child you know and we do we see this today where we have young people who are you know 8, 9, 10, 12, 14, 15 years old that say, you know, I hear the Lord calling me to preach. And um, as a specific, I, a fellow a fellow realtor, Kelly Schuler, her husband, Darren, is a pastor. And they pastor uh, Mount Hebron Baptist Church here yes. in um, Blairsville. Mm-hmm. Their grandson, I believe, is 12 years old. He routinely brings the message at That's church. That's awesome. That's you know, awesome. and I, I love absolutely that. love that. I love it. And, you know, it's just a blessing because yes. he has been raised, as you said, he's been raised up in the way he should go and he will not depart from that. Right. You know, that right. is just, it's a blessing. But if, you know, if Grandpa Darren said, no, you know, you're not old enough, you can't do this, you need to go back to children's mm-hmm. church and, you know, just sit and do your thing, then that would absolutely stifle his creativity, right. stifle the Lord. And, and we can't do that. I mean, right. that's just, that's just a no. No, right. Yes, Absolutely. we cannot do that. So. Absolutely. Um, and we have just totally gotten off off topic, but that's, that's okay, okay because we just, you know, I feel like it's exactly what you're saying. I feel like people need to, I know when Bill and I went to Harvest Fellowship, we had been there twice mm-hmm. when you grabbed me and drug me up into the choir. <laughs> <laughs> and funny. so, I mean, just two times, but right. you know, that's all it took. And I think that if people take, if they get involved, um, and I was dealing with some ladies today in a devotional um, group. Um, on Facebook that we're doing a Facebook live with a devotional group and we were talking about being bold Mm -hmm. and being bold in the fact that God is in us and we can be not not overpowering but just stepping out knowing that we have the backing of God that um and they were they were hesitant to, to speak up in Sunday school or a Bible study because they just didn't feel like that they knew as much as the people around them. They knew something, but they didn't feel they knew as much. And I know sometimes I feel the same way, too, that there are people in our church that go to seminary that have a much bigger, better Bible history than I do. But yet if God's leading me to do, then he's going to equip me to do what I need to do. Absolutely. You know, so that's, it's an ownership issue, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, for me to do that. So moving on. If I can get my phone to open back up, the we've I think we've kind of covered this one. The next one was to be diligent in her vocation, and I think that you know we've talked about that. And even in your you know in your job, you know your job of course is a pastor, so you're in the church. But for me as a realtor, yes, you know I do get to meet with people, and I want to be able to share. You know I want them to see Christ in me. 
Right. And I think that that's important. And the scripture reference for this one was um, Exodus 35, 25. And it says, and every skillful woman spun with her hands and they all brought what they had spun in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen. And then Proverbs 31, 16 um, says she considers a field and buys it with the fruits of her hands. She plants a vineyard. So nobody says that because we're women, we have to not be able to do. We right. still have that ability to be productive, right? Absolutely. To be part of it, mm-hmm. yeah. The next one I like. Mm-hmm. The next one is to be a wife, mm-hmm. and I like the fact that again, these things are in order. God was first. Mm-hmm. I've got to love God, support the church, be diligent in my vocation, and mm-hmm. now I get to be a wife. Right. Okay. And the scripture reference here um, is from Genesis 2, and it's 22 to 24. And it says, And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Right. And that's just, that's just, that's just beautiful. Oh, it's amazing. It is. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. So, you know, when you, again, when we talk about, you know, when you and Pastor Mike, you know, were young, you were Mm -hmm. both young and getting married and Mm -hmm. just melding into that, into that Christian family. Right. And of course, then Victoria came along, okay, (laughs) which goes right into the next one, which was to be a mother. So tell us about that. Tell us the cow story. Uh, oh, you're talking about... Um, <laughs> when you uh, wanted a friend. Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, you know, um, Mike and I were friends. I want to back up just a minute. Mike and I were friends, you know, before we even began. Uh, this is going to sound dated, a courtship, you know, relationship <laughs> and dating and everything. And um, Today that you know, would be called talking. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it was so funny. You know, we did not have cell phones. Um, and so um, I remember him telling me his phone bills were like four and five hundred dollars a month. So what? yes, and oh my goodness. So, but anyway, he and I married. And to make a long story short, because I know we don't have a lot of time, but when we moved to this area, it was challenging for me. Even though I loved Mike very much, I was coming from the city lifestyle to more of a rural from Tennessee uh, country. Yeah, mm-hmm. from a, into a country lifestyle, and um, and so that was different. You know, um, learning to adjust and. Um, but anyway, I said, you know, I would, I really want a family because I was used to that family lifestyle and large family. And so uh, I remember one day Mike was at work and I walked down at our house where we were living on Berry Road and I walked down to the, um, the little creek and I sat down under the gazebo there and I prayed and I said, Lord, would you please send me a friend? I said, I have left my, my family and we'd only been married maybe a couple of weeks or so. And I said, I need a friend. I need something, you know, a family. And so about that time, I heard moon and I looked up and it was a cow and a cow had gotten out of the pasture to our neighbors and I and I just began to laugh you know mm-hmm. the joy of the Lord is your strength sure. I mentioned that a minute ago and so God showed me right there and it was through you know it was humorous but he showed me he said I got you back I'm going to take care of you I'm going to provide and it was a couple of months later we found out that we were going we were pregnant uh, with Victoria and I had prayed you know God let me have a child so we were married about three months and I got pregnant with Victoria and uh, she's been a joy and a blessing. She and I noticed, is. I, I noticed her. after she was born, 
it seemed like I got used to being here and living in the mountains and love it, absolutely mm-hmm. love it. And all these years later, the rest is history. But God has been good to us. He's been faithful to us and and uh, just enjoyed uh, being a mother, being a wife, a mother, and everything. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to do everything as as women, but we just have to pray and lean on the Lord and realize we're not perfect and just trust Him. And it goes back, put Him first, and He'll help, help us with everything else that needs to happen in our lives. And that is a perfect segue because we are just about out of time. So why don't you pray us out? I will. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that we have had. Thank you for this yes, time to you. share of your goodness and your mercy. And Father, I pray that something that we have spoken here today has been an encouragement to someone. Father, maybe they're struggling in their walk and trying to juggle being a wife, a a mom, being a Christian. And you know, it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes and, and realize that God is there with us. And Father, help those that are watching just, uh, don't give up. Don't give up. No matter you might feel discouraged or overwhelmed or maybe you're overworked. But Father, I pray that you'll help them just to relax and just to give everything to you and say, Lord, I'm going to take it one day at a time. I'm not going to look at the complete picture. I'm just going to take one day at a time and I'm going to give you my best and I know that you'll do the rest. And Father, we thank you and praise you in your precious holy name. Amen. Amen. And thank you so much. And again, thank you for coming in and and spending some time with us today. And ladies, if you have a prayer request, I will tell you that um, we will put you on our prayer um, list. And the uh, church gets together a couple of times a week and we pray over things on the list. So we absolutely love to hear from you guys. You can um, text me at 828-361-9783 or you can email me at jesusforreallife at gmail.com and we will definitely be praying over you. And until we get to be together again i wish you the absolute best i encourage you to be to church on sunday morning and then i will see you again next week so have a great blessed week